0: Welcome to Lectionary Living, a way of centering around the Sunday readings and applying the scriptures to everyday life. I'm Barbara Lehman. Today, I'll talk about the readings for Sunday, October 10th. Tucked away in the so-called minor prophets at the end of the Hebrew scriptures is the short book of Amos. The book begins with a brief introduction. Amos was a shepherd, and the book contains what he saw in at a particular point in the history of Israel, two years before an otherwise unidentified earthquake. Later in the book, Amos himself denied being a prophet. In chapter 7, Amos was being pressured by Amaziah, priest at Bethel, warning Amos to go earn his bread elsewhere. Amaziah described Bethel as the king's sanctuary and a temple of the kingdom. Amos quickly quelled any notion that he was in this project for the money. He earned his bread through working as a herder and a dresser of sycamore trees. He was a prophet based on what he had seen and understood as his to communicate to the people of Israel. He had a responsibility he intended to meet. The priest back in Bethel gets hammered for trying to stop him. The curse was thorough, beginning with his own family and extending to the entire people of Israel. And this makes sense to me. The people were responsible, in a sense, for making Amaziah responsible for them. It was a reciprocal process. It's a bargain somehow. If you will be the priest, we will let you think for us. Nothing good comes from letting others think for us as it keeps one stuck in immaturity. Nothing good comes from thinking for others, as it keeps one from doing his own work. No one grows up. The over-under-responsibility imbalance is a quandary for churches today. As families continue to shrink in size, congregations are going to have new challenges. Whether they can adapt quickly enough to live in this world, seeing the path forward, reframing the mission, all this remains to be seen. Amos was clear about his own mission. Over and over again in the short book, he condemns those who trample on the poor. Little escaped his scrutiny. Rich women were cows of bashan who crush the needy, who say to their husbands, bring us something to drink. He warned the people that their lovely worship was despised by God. I will not listen to the noise of your songs, but let justice roll down like water. In particular, he pointed out twice that they sold the righteous for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. It's unclear from the text whether the selling of the righteous and the needy was a matter of bribery to slant justice their way or outright slavery from which they, as a people, had escaped just a few centuries earlier. Either way, they were directly or indirectly profiting from those less fortunate, and Amos was calling it out. An 8th century BCE version of systemic injustice, if you will. They, as a people, had gone from the years in the wilderness, which had formed them as a community, bringing an acute sense of justice described in the Ten Commandments to this. For his part, Amos was not without mercy. He pleaded, O Lord God, forgive, I beg you. It is my guess that a person who tended sheep and trimmed trees might have a finely developed sense of compassion and perspective. I'm reminded of all creatures great and small. Just reading the book or watching the show no less if one had actually been out there on the dale day after day, one develops more of an awareness of what we creatures are up against. With wealth, though, one can forget how hard life can be. Here, Jesus calls it out in a well known but routinely ignored verse how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Hiding behind houses of hewn stone, back to Amos keeps one from the reality of what others are facing. Staying connected with others is each person's responsibility to us all. Keep us ever mindful of the needs of others is a prayer that manifests and blesses to the extent that one is in relationship with others, knowing them and their needs. Here are some questions to reflect on this week. I use these to focus on what I'm trying to do with my life. After the questions, I'll close with a verse from the psalm for the week. In the morning, what would Amos say to me? How might I stay in touch with the needs of others? In the evening, how did my wealth get in the way of living in the kingdom of God today? Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to count our days that we might gain a wise heart.